0: Hi, everyone. I'm Jake Nomchef, and you're listening to the Lamb, Fam, and Friends podcast. All right, everybody. I want to thank you so much for joining in to listen to the inaugural episode of the Lamb, Fam, and Friends podcast. This has been a project that's kind of been rolling around in my mind for a long time now, and so I'm just really happy and excited to be able to finally get it up off the ground, get it running, and get it launched, and so we're going to start off uh, the podcast uh, series just with uh, myself, Ben, and Nick, and for those of you guys who don't know us, we're the owners of CrossFit Laminin, and really just going to talk about sort of the impetus behind why CrossFit Laminin was started, uh, the evolution that it's gone through over the years, and then where we see it going, and just why we're so grateful to be a part of such a special community and such a special place, uh, even though it is a business to us, uh, it's a lot more than that and so talk about just some core values and things like that that we really try to you know lay the solid foundation for the gym and and the coaching staff and and all those kind of things so I know you guys are gonna enjoy this and uh, if you've never heard the story of how I got started anything I'm sure it'll be be a real treat so uh, here is the episode and uh, like I said I hope you guys enjoy all right, guys. So I'm here with Mr. Benjamin Stever and Mr. Nick Plagenhoff, and we're just going to go around and uh, give you guys just kind of a quick introduction. Where we're going to start off with is really just going to be uh, talking with them about, you know, how Laminin got its start. Um, they were here in the beginning, and. Um, this has kind of been their, their baby from the get go. And it's just something that, you know, we all take a lot of pride in, but yeah, let's just go around and, uh, Ben, why don't you start and just give us a brief overview of kind of who you are, how you got into fitness and yeah, what you're doing now.
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, yeah, um, I'm Ben Stever and, uh, I guess I would technically say I'm always been from the South, born in Virginia, moved down South through Decatur, through Dothan. And I would probably say Dothan is the hometown that's where Nick and I met um, growing up together, playing football together, playing sports, going to the same school. Um, went to Auburn, went exercise science route, went to physical therapy school. Cause I always had a passion for, for fitness and sports and, and being active. Um, I found CrossFit actually shout out to CrossFit embrace. I came home one summer and, uh, to work out and, uh, I thought I was in really good shape. I was uh, what I would call a meathead who did you know buys and tries, chest one day, leg one day, at Gold's Gym, and, and I honestly thought I was in really good shape. And then I'll never forget. I honestly, I really hate it, but I can't remember my first ever workout. All I know it was like three or four rounds for time, and it had pull ups and like a two hundred or four hundred meter run in it, and like not trying to knock anybody, but this dude who was like probably double my age, like came up behind me on the run and like patted me on the back and said, like, good job, buddy, keep it up. And I was like, <laughs> Oh crap, I'm not in good shape after all. So that was, uh, that was my humbling uh, experience at CrossFit. And then honestly, uh, ever since then I was, uh, I was addicted to it. Um, I love the, I love the suck. I love how it makes you feel uh, during and after actually I don't love it during, but I love the way you feel after. So, um, just addicted to that. And, and i think another thing for me was I just missed competition. I was always the guy who, um, played intramural sports and took it way too seriously. And, um, yeah, so I was that guy. And shout out in- to the Ospreys. Yeah. Shout out to the Ospreys champs or no, we almost won, uh, Auburn intramurals for football. But anyway, I digress. I was way too competitive and, uh, I feel weird. like, I feel
0: like this is going to be been in like five years from now is going to be the guy at the church league softball, uh, oh, game, yeah. right. That's like yeah. getting into fights out in the parking lot with people.
1: I mean, I mean, they're probably going to get into a fight or like tear my ACL. Cause I'm trying to like get inside the park home run. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's going to be one of the two, but yeah, that was, uh, I just needed that avenue, man. And CrossFit gave that to me. It was something I could do daily, still compete. And then I love the community. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got started and I was that was uh I think 2014 uh I believe is when that was. That was my first experience with CrossFit. My first open was 2015. So that was uh that was how I got into CrossFit and then really that's when my fitness journey I guess really took off but Okay. I would uh, say to say I'm most fit now that I've ever been. Oh, what do I do now? That's another thing. I'm a physical therapist up in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, working at the VA with some veterans. Uh, it's been a different uh, change of pace, but it's been it's been really good for my wife and I. And we're we're hoping to get back down to uh, Birmingham within a year or two. So um, that would be that would be amazing if the good Lord has that in store for us. So that's me. Word,
0: Nicholas. What about you? Yeah, so uh, growing
2: up, I was commonly referenced as pork chop um, (laughs) by my father. I would stray away from anything that got my heart heart rate into the triple digits and was often bribed just to go do things physically active. I like playing with friends and stuff, but I remember my dad told me that he wanted all of his kids to, to run a a half marathon before they were 25 at some point in their life. Needless to say, (laughs) uh, early on, I never, I never thought that that would be something I did much less enjoyed doing. Um, so anyway, I, 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 you know, I started caring what girls thought about me around age 15 or so. And my dad was always kind of a health freak and, Told me how much better of an athlete I could be if I started working out, eating right, and I can say that I was probably my freshman year of high school the only defensive tackle and quarterback in the state of Alabama on any football team, which was kind of embarrassing. So, true statement. You know,
1: I, I saw it. True statement. True statement. Hey, I, I could
2: I could throw though, so that's why they put me back there. Couldn't really move, but could throw. Um, so anyway, I knew that if you know, I. I I took everything to heart and got a little help from testosterone in a growth spurt that maybe I'd, I'd grow out of it and eventually I did. And I started, I might have overcompensated a little too much, but I started caring a lot, age 15 to 16 and my competitive nature, I guess, came out and um, got into working out, played all three sports in high school and ended up playing um, football in college for two years. And that was where I was introduced to CrossFit initially, which uh, it was a rude awakening. I knew nothing about CrossFit, um, but we had a strength and conditioning program. We were given by our strength coach uh, over the summer. And when we came in for freshman orientation, we were to meet him down in the workout room to work out for what he said would only take 20 minutes. Little did I know it was going to be a CrossFit workout. Um all makes sense now. <laughs> I was thinking 20 minutes of physical activity. This isn't going to be hard. We've been t- doing two to three hour workouts a day. Um, <clears throat> and we walked in and he goes, look guys, I got a little tester for you. I just want to see if you've been training to the intensity that we're going to train at while you're going to be here playing ball. And so I was like, all right, whatever, this isn't going to be bad. And he wrote down, all right, everybody get a bar and put 95 pounds on it. And I was like, wait, this is all we're going to put on the bar. And, as most of you heard, I got the kind of the classic Fran story, but given that I had no idea what a kipping pull-up was or a butterfly pull-up at the time, I did strict Fran, and uh, it took me seven minutes and 50 seconds. I did relatively well. That's still pretty to solid.
0: Yeah, that's not bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, <clears throat> the caveat was it was strict, so I, I'd like to lean on that. I don't know what I could do it in now. But uh, it wasn't fun, and I had a, a friend cough the rest of the day and couldn't really talk to anybody. So I was introduced to it then and played ball for two years, got hurt. We would do CrossFit workouts on the reg just as testers and for mental capacity as well. Um, and then I transferred to Auburn after I got hurt playing ball. I didn't play at Auburn, but like Ben said, was an athlete my whole life, loved being competitive and had a void. When my junior year of college rolled around and got into doing triathlons and some distance stuff, did a half Ironman and found CrossFit on the Plains in Auburn. And then I would work out there in a CrossFit embrace when I was back home in Dothan. Didn't take it too seriously. In 2013, I was a senior um, I did an extra lap of college due doing an internship and playing ball so I, I didn't really I was still a meathead I'd still go to max fitness two or three times a week and do what I wanted and then I'd go to CrossFit two times a week and then you know, I would distance train in there and the 2014 open <laughs> rolled around and I thought you know what this everybody's talking about CrossFit and the ranks and how you get here and there and I was like I'm trying to make regionals and I guess I haven't been introduced to it in college and all the lifting um, helped me out, helped prepare me for that. I had an engine, but moved terribly, which is why I hurt so bad now. Um, and so I eventually, uh, I did do the open that year and qualified thanks to a couple people drop, or I don't I guess didn't turn in videos or didn't make the cut or I had a couple bro reps on their scores, made it by the skin of my teeth, I think I might have been the last one accepted to the twenty fourteen regional and thought like, okay, this isn't that bad. <clears throat> um little did I know when I got there, everybody was really, really good. And I don't know if I finished last, second to last or third to last, but I do know I finished pretty low. I'd never done a hang snatch for a max until the week leading up to that. And I remember a guy at CrossFit Embrace telling me, hey, man, you better start practicing walking on your hands because they're probably going to do that this year. And I was thinking, no way. And so sure enough, workouts were announced two weeks prior and a max distance handstand walk was one of those things. And so I learned very quickly that I was ill-prepared for what I was getting myself into. And that was kind of where I got hooked on CrossFit. uh, And then – i haven't mentioned this but I'm, I'm currently a pilot have been and that's what i studied to do is flying corporately and mixing that career with trying to be a competitive exerciser are neither cohesive um nor do they help one another in terms of uh what you need to do to be successful um if i'm doing a lot of working out and i just sit for a long time i get really tight my back hurts and then I sit for a really long time flying and I go work out. It takes me forever to warm up. And and so um, I conceded to and made time to uh, be on our uh, regional team. We opened up CrossFit Laminin and then was on a regional team at CrossFit Embrace in Dothan for a year and did that ever since. And now I've kind of accepted the fact over the past two years that ever since regionals a year and a half ago that's probably not practical anymore either. And now I've found, especially over the last month since I took an airline job that working out an hour a day is a blessing. And, you know, I think what I love about CrossFit is that it really only does take an hour. If you look at CrossFit from the standpoint of it being a fitness methodology and not a sport and it's highly effective and, you know, telling myself, looking myself in the face in the mirror and getting nervous before a workout because I know, regardless of what it is, that if I go hard and you know exude full effort, that I'm probably going to get my rear end handed to me, um, and find a weakness. And uh, you know, there's always something to get better at as well. It's not just for vanity's sake, and uh, it's uh, athletic. It helps me, makes me feel better physically, but then also promotes longevity of living um, if done the right way. So I don't know if I missed anything in that story and it didn't mean to be long winded, but that's kind of where we are now. And I'm just trying to get in what
0: I can uh, while working. So it's been, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you know what? I just realized that, at, you know, you were working out at Embrace, I guess when you were back home periodically, sporadically while you were in college, while I was working there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean you coached yeah. my classes there. Yeah. So <laughs> Funny how things come full circle.
0: I know me and Lauren were talking about, and Lauren's my wife, for those of you listening. Um, and she's from Dothan as well, which is weird that all three of us are in Birmingham and I'm from Huntsville. I know y'all were from there, but um, you know, just that we all have ties back there, but me and Lauren were talking. She was like, if you had told me like five years ago that you would be owning a business with Nick Plagenhoff, I would have like, just looked at you like you were an alien. Had, yeah. <laughs> there's just no way I would have thought that um, why did she say that that's hilarious well just because I just don't think that she just ever would have put those two things together <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah so if you would have right. told me back in
2: high school or in college that I would be owning anything I guess this is a good lead-in for where we're going in this conversation but that I would own anything in general much less a CrossFit gym, I would have told you you're crazy because fitness has always kind of been an outlet for me. And what was funny I'd embrace is I was kind of always – I knew nothing but wearing tank tops, which I was a typical douchey meathead guy at you know, Gold's Gym, and I would wear them in there to do CrossFit workouts. <laughs> uh, one thing I loved about CrossFit, though, is everybody just took their shirt off, which made that a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have never imagined it either, and it's, it's really cool how the Lord works in that way
0: yeah for those of you who don't know nick drives to the gym with his shirt off so. yep yeah <laughs> trying
1: to save on detergent yeah it's been that one hour shower though afterwards i've heard about your showers nick Gil, shout out to Gil hannahan that used to dog you for those one hour showers <laughs> two times a day <laughs> gotta, gotta love
2: a good shower it's a good warm-up and it's a great way to just relax after a workout
1: <laughs> He said y'all's water bill would be in about the thousands. I don't know if that's true or not, but (laughs) Gil would take bubble baths. So he helps with that
0: too. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah. So, uh, for me, um, Oh God, where to start? Uh, I was always, um, you know, I grew up in Huntsville. Uh, that's where uh, my mom, uh, you know, married my dad, we moved to Huntsville. Uh, he's my stepdad. And then, um, we moved up there. He got a job at Huntsville. And, um, I mean, I just grew up playing sports. Uh, I mean, I played everything I could possibly get my hands on. I wasn't ever really good at anything. I was always just kind of average and mediocre at, at pretty much everything. Um, but it was just one of those things just do what I said, Renaissance man. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, God, let me think. So yeah, just played sports, grew up, you know, playing outside, all that kind of stuff. And then in high school, uh, wrestled, played football, all that, um, and same kind of thing. Was just average at at both of them. Was never great at any of them. And um, then after high school, let myself go for a little while, um, just living the the good life. um, Probably partaking a little bit too much and things it shouldn't have been. And so let myself go. And then I don't know, I really just remember waking up one day and just being like, I got to start doing something. Um, and so when I did, I was working at a PT clinic at the time. It was like a tech at a PT clinic. And, um, this guy came to me, he was like, Hey man, you ought to try this CrossFit. Cause he knew that I'd been working out at the Y and I'd been doing, you know, like, I don't know what it was, but I would wake up at four thirty in the morning and go and run you know, sprints, uh, at the local high school football field and all that kind of stuff. So I was doing a lot of different things, even at the time. And he was like, I really think you'd like this. You need to go check it out. And so first workout was Murph. Um, obviously did not finish it. Didn't even come close. Um, but then like from that moment on, I was like, yeah, this is it. And like, I think it was probably a month later I went and got my L one, uh, with some guys and, uh, I mean, we went and got it and I, I remember I had to scrounge up just as change from anywhere. I'm pretty sure. I think I even asked my grandparents. My grandparents gave me like $500 to go and get it done as like an early birthday uh, gift or something like that. And um, so November 2009, I went and got my L1, came back to Huntsville. And I was training at CrossFit Huntsville at the time and I asked uh, Russell Berger, who was the owner of the time. I was like, hey man, look, if you guys ever go out of town or anything, like that, need someone to cover some classes. Just let me know. I'd be happy to help. And he emailed me back and was like, Hey, you want a full time job starting like next week? And I was like, All right, yeah, I can do that. Because, um, you know, at the time he was like, We'll pay you $20 an hour of class. And as a kid who was 20 years old, getting paid $20 an hour for anything was like gold. Cheese. <laughs> it was just like, Okay, yeah, where do I sign up? Um, and so, yeah, I did and coached and. Worked at CrossFit Huntsville for probably four years. Managed there for a little while. Um, was a great gym. And then I made the move to CrossFit Embrace uh, for a year to work down there with Landon and Brazzle. And the immediate reason for moving down there was just so that I could I could train more um, because I had been to this was so long ago that you know this was before regionals. They had sectionals or sanctional? No, it was sectionals. Sectionals. And um, you're an OG. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did that. The first one I did, I mean, Rich Froning was there. Mike McGoldrick was there. There were a few other big names now in the sport that were there. Um, and, uh, no one knew who these guys were and they just came out of nowhere and just destroyed us. Uh, but yeah, we had sectionals and then I did regionals the following two years individual, and all that kind of stuff. And then team again after that. But, um, yeah, I moved to embrace, uh, worked in Dothan for a year, uh, Met my wife down there and uh, really kind of took a side shift from fitness in terms of really thought the Lord was calling me into ministry. Uh, So moved back to Huntsville to be able to take an internship at uh, my home church back in Huntsville under a a pastor there Um, and uh, did that for a year. Uh, Started working for Iron Tribe in Huntsville and then moved back to Birmingham when I realized I was going to get married. Uh, and then worked for iron tribe for a few more years. And then, uh, yeah, now, um, in January, uh, you know, came on here at Laminen with you guys, which is kind of, you know, we're, we have a unique situation here. I feel like with, um, you know, Ben, he's in Tennessee, Nick, you're flying. And then I'm kind of the person that's on the ground, you know, from the day to day, this is my full-time gig and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what I do now. I also own, uh, and operate welded fitness, which is just an individual programming company. Um, so I program individually for people who just have aspirations, you know, to go on and compete in the sport of CrossFit, or I even have some people that just, you know, work out at home and want individual programming for their home gym and stuff like that, or who are runners and want injury prevention. I do a couple of those. So yeah, I do both of those right now and this is kind of my, my full-time, full-time gig. So, um, what I want to ask you guys kind of leading into this next question is just, yeah, like. What's the background in the story? Because I don't know if everyone knows of just how Laminin, you know, how did you guys get the idea of, Hey, you know what? We, we want to open up a gym. Let's do this. Well,
2: I'm going to yeah. let Ben, since Ben was the one that initially approached me about it and I thought he was
1: crazy. I'm going to let him start with this one. So the way I'm going to tell this story is I don't want it to come across as like uh, flippant, but it was kind of like, it was one of those things where like I <laughs> knew it'd be a really good idea but you know how like good ideas start and then they just kind of like fizzle out, you know? I mean? <laughs> yeah. You, like you have a good idea. And it's like, ah, oh, well it'll, something will happen and it just won't, won't come up. But I remember we were in Brace and I was like, Nick, you know, you're moving up to Birmingham. And like, I'm about to be there. I took a job there too. I think I forgot to mention that I worked in Birmingham from 2015 through 2018, uh, 2017 with, with one certain company. But anyway, I was moving up there after PT school and I was like, you know what, you're kind up here too. Why don't we like, why don't we try to open up our own gym? How cool would that be? So like, as like, you know, that's kind of a crazy idea, right? Like, I don't, I don't know anything about business, Nick, you don't know anything about business, but like, well, why don't we just try and do this? So anyway, it was kind of like this thought. I was like, oh, we're going to build a cool treehouse. gonna be the best tree house in the world. You know, as a little kid, you think about these things and like the treehouse never happens. But like, this is one of those things where we talked about it, and Nick was like, yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. Like we should, uh, we should be looking for some places and And we started thinking about, um, you know, who we're going to get as a coach and who we're going to get to come on board with us. And, you know, went through all all those steps. And we it was random. We found the building and uh, I was driving, I think, back from work one day or back home. I don't know where I was going. And I saw it from I-65. Anybody's from Birmingham coming south. I-65. I saw this. Big four lease sign on this green and gray building, and I was like, oh, "That looks kind of interesting down there." Let I me mean, just pull off, and so I went up to the next exit, took a right, went down Green Springs, took another right, and then I was like, "Oh, it's okay. It's square shaped, so it could work." And the only thing I knew at this point was Embrace, which is more rectangular, but it's it's a beautiful gym. Um, this does not look like Embrace on the outside, but I was like, you know, it could look or ignore like, the inside, <laughs> right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> I I peered through the windows and I was like, hey, you know, this might work, and uh, Nick and I, and, uh, the initial, uh, partners, we looked at it and we all agreed that, um, we were going to, we we're going to go for it. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of work needed to be done to make it gym ready. And I'm, when I'm saying a lot, I mean like a lot, I don't think people like honestly appreciate <laughs> what, what had to happen to get it to go. But like, I don't know, in my opinion, it was one of those things like where Nick and I started talking about it in the back of my head. If I'm being honest, it was like one of those things that would like, never come to fruition because something would happen. Um, and I, I hate saying that because it makes it sound like it was so flippant, but like there's nothing, and I'll speak for Nick, there's nothing that we do uh, that we're just going to do kind of like halfway. So like when we committed to it, obviously we're all in. And uh, so like it literally to me, it just felt like we talked about it. And then like three months later, we got a lease, <laughs> and we're signing it. And there's my driver's <laughs> license and my personal guarantee, and we're locked in three years. Or yeah, three years on this lease. And yeah, I mean, we, we don't have, about we, we I don't have, have nothing about business. We don't have nothing about members. <laughs> yeah, we have no we have no paying members. I don't know anything about business. I went to school for exercise science, and I'm a physical therapist. You know, I know about Medicare and Medicaid and Blue Cross Blue Shield, but not CrossFit memberships and. It, anyway, it was uh, it was a great experience. I've grown so much since the start of that. I've learned a lot about myself, about people, about dealing with people, and it's it's been an absolutely fantastic experience. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's uh, it's really um, really helped me out in a lot of areas of my life. So that's kind of how I I feel like it all started. Um, I don't know, Nick. You want to add to that story? I, yeah, I mean I...
2: Ben kind of hit the nail on the head. I thought he was absolutely crazy when he approached me. I knew I was moving to Birmingham, That neither of us could do it on our own, which is why we needed somebody like Jake with us um, at some point down the line, just to to help us. And uh, I, it was stressful. I knew there were a lot of unknowns, but I guess part of you know the way I look at business now is from a completely different light. Um, it was cool from the standpoint of, you know, it's just like coming up in life when you're young and you're new to something, you're naive to everything that can bite you in the rear end. And, uh, I think that might've been why it was more fun. We just kind of got bit, uh, along the way and ended up surviving. Um, but there were a lot of nights Ben and I were up there, uh, when he said building a tree house. I mean, we took uh, 12 by, well, they're four by 12 foot flat paneled wood to go up to be the, you know, where you'd lean up against the wall to do anything on the wall, whether it be a wall ball or handstand push up and nailed boards to the wall for probably three weeks straight along with putting rigs in the ground and rubber flooring. And we never thought it was going to come together. Or at least I never did because it just seemed like a process that was never going to stop. But there were many uh, great conversations had i think you know a lot of people recommend not doing business with friends i'm not saying that ben and i have had this roses and butterflies experience the whole time and we've had our disagreements but to this day i would say that our friendship is definitely or has definitely been strengthened due to this and uh we know a lot about each other and you know from that stems loyalty and uh it's been a huge blessing and um it's better than any uh what do they do at the new year senior year of college they give you a big a capstone project it's probably better than any capstone project in business in terms of what you learn um you know we started talking about opening this place up and we looked at each other and we go Dude, we don't even have a business license yet. We might want to talk about that. (laughs) I'm running down on downtown Birmingham. Oh, yeah, we got to get a business license. So it was good. And, you know, I guess we can kind of, we haven't really mentioned this yet. um, But the the reason we opened the gym, I, I think more than anything, is our passion for fitness and wanting to help people, me partly due to being fat and overweight when I was younger, as I mentioned earlier in my story. And I knew that helping people out of that, like I knew the the joy that and just how well I felt, how much more confidence I had making it out of that. If I, if there was any way that even if I wasn't able to do it full time, but just financially contribute to a cause that lifted people up physically, uh, I knew that would be satisfying and fulfilling to me. And then, so that played a big role um, with my drive behind it too. Not only my personal passion for fitness, and you know, we start talking about the name, and we both are firm believers. Um, uh, and we thought round and round, and I don't know how many names we went through, but we got to laminin, and I don't know if any of you out there have heard of Louis Giglio or his sermon talking about laminin. But we started thinking when you when you start thinking about a name, you start thinking about a logo and. Thankfully, Ben had a a friend who was tremendous of graphic design and came up with something that was pretty cool. But we always, we knew at the end of the day that we wanted the foundation of what we were doing to reflect that of the cross. And uh, with it being fitness related, we thought laminin coincided there because, you know, anytime anybody would type laminin or search CrossFit laminin on Google, um, the verse Colossians 117 would pop up. And that is, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. And I just thought, wow, what a great and unbended to what a great you know fitness undertone, or what a great undertone fitness has with kind of being uh, represented in that verse too, and you know the body and Christ being that cell adhesion molecule that holds us all together. Because at the end of the day, um, He is what makes us whole. So. Uh, that was kind of the thought behind the name because I know a lot of us probably travel and have been in Jake travel a lot and, when we mention our gym name and you mentioned that you're you're on part of an affiliate that you, you they ask you what's your affiliate name and you say
1: crossfit laminate and they said crossfit what crossfit and- laminate like the flooring <laughs> yeah that's like 50 50 shot like they're either gonna get it right or it's gonna be laminate the flooring so yeah and then you have your select few out there that are like
2: oh laminate oh that's that sermon louie preached on oh man that's awesome what a cool name and you know we came up with uh since laminin is a cell adhesion molecule that's in the shape of a cross we kind of had a barbell um going vertical uh with uh the medical under the medical sign is it this was it the snake bin or the uh you're in
1: no it's just the, the cr- yeah well that was part of it but it's just the the cross the uh
2: the, right i was talking the about cell, that form.
1: yeah the cell of laminin and it's structure structure Uh, it actually looks like the the shape of a cross so we just put that barbell in there
2: yeah so anyway i don't really i don't really have anything else to add to the name but that's kind of where the name originated for for those of you that were wondering
1: yeah and it was also you know let me tag on that too like you know nick you hinted at this a good bit but and we really wanted to create a place like you said like help people be more healthy right to to find fitness to find health Um, but we also really I think we both agree that we really enjoyed the community of where we came from. I loved it. I loved the community, um, from the previous gyms that I'd come from. And that was really important to create an environment where people were going to come in. And for me personally, I wanted it to be a place and I was going to do everything I could to make it a place where, um, you're going to come in and like multiple people would know you by name and would say, you know, sure. how how is your day? so-and-so or you know you know tell me about how's everything going your 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 work situation or whatever's going on in that person's life uh family and um so just finding that and building that community was really really important to me um and i think that's and that's so much of crossfit and we all know that the community is so much of, of of what a crossfit is and that was definitely up there on the things of why laminar was born was to create an environment and create a uh, environment, people would would come and feel loved and uh, be a part of something really special. So, yeah, just tag on I, that.
2: Just to, and also to feed off of that, something I didn't really talk about before. You know, a lot of this when we've been in Globo gym facilities, a lot of people just have their headphones on, and there's not a lot of camaraderie created. And if you're someone that's come from team sports growing up, you have a an appreciation for you know, relationships you formed through sports. And that was another thing that I didn't even mention earlier that made me fall in love with it, too. I mean, I have so many friends because of CrossFit. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. I you know, if I need a realtor for something, or if I need a contractor to ask a question for advice for, or a wedding photographer, like my girlfriend, who's now a member, she's gotten business off of the gym. It's like, it's everybody hangs out, supports one another. I mean, we have pastors, we have, you name it, we've got people involved in, 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 uh, you know, young physicians. So it's, it's very uplifting to be able to not just wonder, Oh, I wonder who I can call for this. But, the communal aspect beyond the friendships is just everybody professionally brought together. It just makes everybody so much stronger. And I mean, I know a lot of people from the outside looking in who don't know anything about CrossFit, like to call it a cult or call it this or call it that. But you know, it's honestly just a bunch of people with really close friendships who help each other out a lot and have each other's back. So that's really all I would add to that. And it's definitely a blessing.
0: Yeah. And I just like, I don't know. I know y'all realize it now, but so the gym opened in 2015, right? And it opened in, I guess, uh, November, 2015, right?
2: Or October, October. four years. (laughs) I was talking to my dad about this today. I took the loan out for the gym to initially start this month, four years ago, and then Ben put it to Ben and I, We're working on it the entire month of September, and then it opened in October.
0: Yeah. So, like, y'all just don't – like, that was when basically, like, the peak boom years for CrossFit was, like, 2012 to 2015, right? So, y'all got in, like, right at the end of when the point where – like, it used to be you own a CrossFit gym. You just open up the doors. And, like, from 2012 to 2015, people just walked in. Like you didn't have to do any advertising. You didn't have to market. People were just hearing about CrossFit all over the place and just walking in. And y'all got in on the tail end of that, opened up a gym with no business experience whatsoever, not really a plan. And here we are four years later and it's still rocking and rolling and like just the risk that y'all had to take with that. Not to
2: mention, not even an L1. We had to find somebody that had an L1 that could sign our affiliate for us to get the name. And so we we were literally, it was a, a shot in the dark, but I mean, we, we
0: made it. That is so crazy to me. And then the, it's not like you're signing a month-to-month lease or a year lease. It's like, nope, we're in it for 3 years let's do it personal guarantees all around young um, and
1: naive baby <laughs> just, oh, just run in it yeah so it was, by the grace yeah, of the Peter. lord we are we are still standing today and that is uh i i say that slightly joking but no that's like 100% true yeah um, so yes we are for sure. very fortunate we are very very blessed
0: yeah um, how has um you know, and so since you guys have been doing this now for four years, you know, obviously you've seen a lot of changes, not just in the fitness industry, but in CrossFit as well. Um, you know, especially now starting with January being just, you know, um, one, on dot on.com really kind of, you know, the face of the website changing. And now there's this huge initiative towards health and wellness and which it's always mm-hmm. been there, but now it's just much more prominent. Um but how have you guys seen the laminin, you know, how's the gym changed from when it initially opened really to where it is now? And where do you guys kind of see it going in the future?
1: I'll take the first part of the question. Um, and Jake, I'd like to hear your, your thoughts too. on just the time that you've been there, um, after we get done, if you don't mind. Uh, but, but I definitely think from an organization standpoint and a structure, the gym has changed. Um, as I've learned a lot and Nick and our other business partners helped us out with in the past, just getting structure in place, getting systems in place to make the members experience better from, you know, walking in the door and being able to log into class, signing up for classes. I mean, we obviously went through a period where we weren't doing that because we didn't have enough people to even bother um, at the beginning, but you know, we're going through fit chalk and I mean, not Nick, what do we have for fit chalk? What was that called? Uh, we had uh, mind body. Yeah, we had mind body. Then fit chalk, and now Zen Planner, and just going through systems and finding the right one that was for us. So putting that in place, putting uh, meals in place for people to buy to buy uh, their meals for the week, um, selling drinks, uh, even partnering with physical therapy clinic Vulcan Performance. Um, and the gym has just grown in a lot of avenues like that. Um, it's and the community has exploded and I and i'm obviously biased but and I, i truthfully now that i'm in murfreesboro i tried out every gym and it's not a knock on the gyms in murfreesboro but it's just different i mean there truly is just a difference in that community um and what I've seen. And uh, I just think we have something that's really, really grown a core group of people who have stayed with us since the beginning. And then that has just grown and grown and grown through the years. So I think from an organizational standpoint a structure and order, um, that has exponentially gotten better just from uh, what I've mentioned earlier. And then also with just uh, organization of the gym, like things hopefully being in place and, and just, growing the way we are cleaning it and and order on the inside and uh, you know adding a bathroom here and there and and trying to do new floors in the in the kitchen or not kitchen but in the bathrooms painting the bathrooms just all those things throughout the year so um so yeah what do you want to add to that nick kind of ramble yeah i mean
2: I, I agree with all of it uh, i think one of the things the athlete experience in terms of equipment provided i mean we've always tried when we've had money to do it, to add rowers, add assault bikes, bring in ski ergs. Um, and you know, everybody's always wanting the next best thing. I mean, a pegboard was never even heard of back in 2013 and 14. And you know, the big kicker two years ago was let's get a pegboard. And you know, there's like what, five people that can actually climb the pegboard. Everybody (laughs) wanted a pegboard. So anyway, we have a pegboard now. And I mean, it's just, watching the sport evolve it not only evolves you know for the community in general but it also evolves for the affiliates from just the progression uh i think one thing that i've seen too is just that the adaptation of the athletes that we have we had people that come in on day one that couldn't squat correctly that could couldn't do different movements couldn't snatch and now those You know, those people, if you would have told them to go upside down, even against a wall, they would have probably collapsed. And now those same people are walking on their hands, 25 feet. And it's like, wow, you know, it, this really does work. And um, that's probably been the coolest thing to me from a gym standpoint
1: is just the members and the people and watching people progress. Um, I had another thought too, Nick, and and I want to throw this back to you after I say this, Jake. But another another thing is – you know, I think when we opened, and I realize now you can't create a gym off of being competitive, but we were so successful so early in the regional games atmosphere. I mean, our team was great. We missed going regionals by one spot our first year. Then we were competitive the rest of the years until RIP regionals. Um, and that was something that honestly, when that news came out, I was like, man, I feel like that might hurt us. Because we're known as, like, I'm not trying to sound weird, but, like, we were known as, uh, you know, the gym that was the competitive gym in Birmingham, sending a regional team, doing really well at regionals. But then the news came out, we're going to change it. And I really was a little fearful that we would, you know, lose that. That was part of the big pull for getting people in there. But, honestly, that was so wrong. And it just showed me that CrossFit is more than – it is about being competitive. And that was a cool thing to have. But it's also just – about the community and the community at layman and just, it showed that our community was so strong. Yeah. And the members that made the trip to
2: travel and show up at these places, just to yeah. add to that. I yeah. Mean, we had members
1: that love cheering everyone on. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool to have that. And it wasn't, and I, like I said, I was worried that it would have negatively affect our gym, but I mean, it did not And we, we kept rolling and kept rocking. And uh, so anyway, what about you, Jack? What do you think you've seen since coming on and just the change of the sport evolving and, and all that?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I initially, and you're absolutely right when you say that, uh, Laminate had the reputation of just being the competitive gym in town. Like when I was starting up welded fitness and, you know, was leaving, uh, had left iron tribe and then was looking for, you know, a new place to work out. Um, it was Laminate was really the only place that I had on my mind, uh, and on my radar. Um, and that's just not because, um, I was going to compete, but because I knew there were a lot of high level competitors there that I could potentially serve. And then also I had, like, I knew Nick and um, Ben knew you guys were from Dothan and all that kind of stuff. But that was definitely, a, you know, a, a big factor in me coming here. And, you know, that's, it's a, it's a two edged sword because I love, and I will always have a special place in my heart for just the competitive spirit and the competitive drive that people have. And like, I'll never, ever turn away someone who comes to Laman and is like, Hey, I want to go to the CrossFit games. Like, I'm never going to turn them away and be like, Hey dude, you need to go to like another gym down the road. That's more competitive because we're nothing for gin pop and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that's a, that's kind of how some gyms have really kind of approached that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I just, I just don't like that. Um. And, you know, uh, Michelle Laton, she talks about this, you know, she sets up a competitive programming in her gym uh, and has her competitors do class workouts because she felt like when she was training that she really needed that push and just was missing that community aspect. And I feel like you, you really can do both. And I've been at gyms that have done both really well. Is it rare? Yeah, it's rare, Mm -hmm. um, but it can be done. And when it does come together and you have, you know, people who are you know just really high level performers in the same class with someone who's you know has never done an air squat before um i'm not gonna lie that getting those people not to be intimidated by by them um can be really difficult if you have a bunch of people in your gym who for lack of a better term are just a bunch of jerks and just you know kind of like put their nose up in the air and just think that they're right. everyone but we don't have that here like yeah. even our highest level competitors, like they see someone who's never been in a gym before, and like they're some of the first people to go over there and welcome them into the gym, and be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Like, you know, I'm so and so. We're so glad you're here. All that kind of stuff. Um, and so I just think that, um, yeah. I mean, I don't really know where I was going with that, other than just to say that we we do have something very special here at Laminon and it is fun to see, uh, you know, high level competitors on the same workout, just scaling it based on needs, you know, physical and psychological capacity and tolerance and all that kind of stuff uh, in the same workout. And um, yeah, so seeing it change uh, over the years, obviously it's gone through, you know, um, a lot. I was, I was here probably for a year working out before I decided to come on and partner with you guys uh, with CrossFit Lamin and make this, you know, just a full-time gig for me. Um, But I really just think that um, I've just seen, you know, just a lot of, a lot more camaraderie, I think, um, a lot more, Been exactly like what you said, you know, you want a place where you, people can come in and, you know, not just one person is going to know your name, every single person in the class is going to know your name, like right. every single person in the class is going to know, oh, wow, like, you know, we had a couple just got pregnant, right? And like, everyone knows about it. And today, right. out them, everyone was like, Yah, I'm so happy for you guys. That's awesome, you know? Yeah it's not just the, you know, kind of come in, get your workout in and leave. It's just a much, right. different, much different feel, much different vibe. So um, that's how I've seen it change. You know, where I see it going in the future uh, is we'll get to this later, but I mean, I just have a huge vision. I'm really passionate about coaching and I, I really, you know, the first eight months now that I've been on um, here trying to manage and just trying to, I feel like I'm finally kind of getting my feet underneath me a little bit with getting the systems and the processes in place and the procedures and all that kind of stuff that we need to make sure that, you know, we're delivering a really delivering a really good experience every day, day in and day out. And now it's time to really start hammering down, you know, fine tune stuff on coaching and make sure that it's just absolutely the tip of the spear when it mm-hmm. comes to like the product that we provide on the floor. And, you know, that's always going to be something that we're going to have to work at, but that's something that I'm totally committed to. So I'm, I'm in, I'm excited, really excited to see how the coaches that we have here who are top notch, um, how they continue to grow and how they continue to be able to serve and help
1: people. I, I second that. I, I think the, uh, the coaching right now is just, it's incredible. It's second to none. And, uh, it definitely stems from, from leadership down. So yeah. I agree.
0: And, uh, so let's now we'll kind of switch gears just a, just a little bit and just kind of give people, you know, um, even our members. Cause I'm sure that's going to be a lot of the people that that are listening to this. You know, I remember when when I first came on, like we had the first real big meeting that we had, right? Us three, we sat right. down and uh, sat down at Ben's Ben's house, Ben Julia's house, and uh, probably for about I mean, it was probably. A Two and a half, three hour meeting. Um, And we just did like a full fledged, just breakdown of everything that we could possibly think of for the gym, right? Like coming up with a mission statement, our vision, and then core values, SWOT analysis. Yeah. All that kind of stuff that we needed. um, That, like, I know y'all would agree with this now. So I'm not trying to take a shot in the dark or anything like that, but y'all would agree needed to be done, you know, day one of opening the gym. And we needed to to do it. So we did it. Um,
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. And so just kind of going through some of that stuff and just let's just expound on some of these things. And so like our mission at CrossFit Laminin, which is essentially like why the gym exists, right? Like day to day, right? Like I tell our coaches all the time, like if they have a question and I'm not there, like they're to go back to our mission. And if they're fulfilling our mission, then whatever decision they make, like I will stand behind it 100%. Right, yeah. so our mission is just to provide an excellent customer experience and a product that keeps our athletes happy, healthy, coming back, and cared for. Right, so just want to ask you guys, you know, how how have you seen that played out? And just in addition to that, you know, what does that really mean mean to you guys?
2: Well, then you want to start on this. Sir. Go for it, bro. You got it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess to me uh you know we can say that all we want i know that's what we want to do and it's but you never really know whether or not it's working until you get a one-on-one text appreciation text from a member Mm. and that i mean you know that to me means more you know for any of you guys that are listening and have sent those texts to me in the past or to jake or to ben like we appreciate your feedback but you guys being uplifting and telling us how the gyms affected your life in a positive way. Uh, that's probably the most meaningful thing you can tell anyone trying to help one person or group of people. And, uh, you know, I've just gotten so many positive reviews and texts and, you know, people saying, you know, thank you guys for providing a spot where I can come and hang out not only just to work out, but, I've been blessed with so many friendships through this place and it's just been great to hear that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm sure you
1: have stuff to add to that too. i just, no, I'll, just- I'll keep it simple, man. I think we, I think I, I kind of alluded, alluded to it earlier, but just that building of community. I mean, when you provide excellent customer experience with what Jake has said, making sure our coaches are absolutely top notch and the product that our, our members are going to get, um from a coach who is positive who's going to be encouraging who's going to be informative and instructive um in the best way possible i mean that's going to keep people coming back that's going to build community um it's going to keep our athletes safe healthy happy and um i think i mean as we grow laminin um our goal is to obviously follow this mission statement by putting the best product out on the floor and it will not be watered down um And so, yeah, I agree with everything Nick said. There's too many stories to even kind of count forward, but we've definitely received those texts and it's, uh, it's so encouraging and uh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And just a, this
2: is kind of a thousand foot view, but I also love, and I'm not talking about us, I'm sure in particular, but I'm sure it happens at other gyms too. Just the, just the racial boundaries that fitness breaks and love breaks in, in terms of a community in a CrossFit gym. And it doesn't matter where you're from, if you're from Asia, if you're from Africa, if you're from South America. I've met so many people with different accents that come to the gym, different skin colors. Like, we put people out there as coaches that accept whoever walks in the door and our members love on everyone. And that's something that we don't do. I think it says a lot about the people that we have. Um, and I know that just, you know, CrossFit can be intimidating, but I think that starts with making the environment what it is.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt. And that is true. You can go virtually right now, anywhere in the world walk into a CrossFit gym and even if you walk into one that's over in like Saudi Arabia or somewhere like that when they write the workout up on the board it's still going to say muscle up double under you know power snatch whatever it may be um, it, the language is going to be the same and it does it's, it's great for breaking down barriers and just developing relationships like you guys said like I mean we all know, I mean, there are so many people in this gym that I'm friends with that I never would have come in contact with if I didn't work here. Um, and it doesn't matter their background or where they're from or what they do for a job or anything like that. We just have a commonality with fitness and we get to become friends and get to know each other. And it just opens up so many doors for relationships that you otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't be able to partake in probably. Um, yeah, yeah, so completely agree. Yeah. And like, I just think that it's so important. Um, our our mission is so important. When I When I talk about, you know, excellent customer experience, like what I really mean there is like, I really, really, really want everyone to come in the door and like to know that they're just, they're cared for on a deeper level other than just like a dollar sign over their head, right? Like, I don't want them to ever think that, oh, well, they only want to talk to me or they only care about me because, you know, I'm paying a membership and this is just a service arrangement because it is that, but it's more than that. Right. And that's what, um, that, that really is the goal. Like if I can, you know, after I coach a class, if I can go home and just be like, okay, you know, did I, did I really take the time to care for those people? Did I really take the time to figure out, you know, if they're walking in with kind of a down look on their face or, you know, body language is just a little bit off. Like, did I take the time to really make sure that they know that like, I'm here to talk, if they need someone to talk to, or if they don't want to talk about it, I just want to like, you know, zone out for an hour and just have the best hour of their day. Like I can give that to them. Right. And so that's what, that's what, that's what that means for me is like, I just want people to know they're cared for. And in addition to that, yeah, we're going to, hopefully <laughs> you'll be, you'll be happy. Uh, you're not going to be happy during the workout, but you might be happy after um, and then healthy. And then, yeah, obviously just being able to come back day in and day out um, because fitness is a, it's a lifetime journey and that's really what I want. You know, I'm, I, I'm stoked for, five, six years from now, if we could have people that have been with us for 10 years, that would oh, yeah. just be, I mean, that would be amazing. Yep. Couldn't um, agree more. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's our mission. And then our vision, and this is really more of kind of, you know, we touched on it earlier, just in terms of like where we see the gym going and, and all that. And, you know, Ben, you mentioned it, you said, you know, when you and Nick decided to do the gym, you know, y'all don't decide to do anything and then just kind of do it halfway right like right right um and i mean we all have that personality that's just kind of the way we are and that tends to be the personality that crossfit kind of attracts is just these people who are just you know i have two speeds i'm either all out or i'm not moving at all like (laughs) yeah and nick knows that because if anyone wants to work out with nick you've got him for about two good days and then after that something breaks down on him but that's because he spent 10 hours in the gym for two days in a row (laughs) Get dwarfed up, baby, while you can. That's right. Um, (coughs) But, yeah, and so, like, with our vision, like, our vision is is pretty simple. It's to become and remain the highest standard of strength conditioning training on the market that's delivered with excellent customer service so that our members can achieve their goals. And, um, you know, I'll kick this one to you guys here in just a minute, but I'll start off by just saying that, you know, when it comes down to our vision and what we want to do, I, I don't, it's really hard to track member goals because sometimes they're not really all that tangible. Like sometimes they're just like, I just want to have better energy throughout the day. Um, you know, but sometimes it is, I want to lose 10 pounds and, you know, I want to see 10 pounds drop on the scale or I want to put five pounds on my back squat or I want to work out three times a week, you know, for the next two months and make sure that I'm always working out three times a week. But like, that's how I gauge our success as a gym is like how many people have come into our doors and like have met goals that either they, you know, had not thought were possible or that were just, you know, they've tried to meet over and over and over again, but this is the thing that worked and we are the ones who helped them get there. That's how I think we can manage, or that's how I think, you know, what a successful gym really is. Um, No doubt. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys, you know, want to add anything to that or not, but y'all are vital in making that happen as well. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: I, I, gotta, I guess I'll just keep it simple again on this. My favorite part of that is kind of what you alluded to, Jake, is that <clears throat> our members can achieve their goals, right? Customer service so that our members can achieve their goals. At the very into that. And I love it because it's specific yet it's general, right? It's general to, uh, in a sense of it, it can cover a wide variety of things. Like you got, like you said, the, the mother who wants to come in that just wants to be healthy so she can get down and get off the floor with her with her kids or the person who wants to lose over 100 pounds you know uh, shout out to Jordan on that I mean that dude's crushing it I mean he's lost so much weight and I know he's not he does not care if I say that because we talk about it a lot but I mean he just grinds and he's made such a change on his body or you got the person who just wants to get like one ring muscle up or you got someone who wants to qualify for you know X, y, and Z competition. I love it because it's specific because it's specific in the terms of it's CrossFit and CrossFit is specific to that person's goals, but it's general in the sense of it's so broad. It can be anything of what we just mentioned to, to weight, to strength, to performance, to a skill, um, you know, to running a marathon or whatever, you know, and uh, CrossFit helps with that. From health to looking a certain way to specific weight um, lifted or you know, shedding weight. Uh, So it's just really cool that it it can be that specific. So I agree with everything you said though. Yeah. And being able to
2: empower those people through providing them a space to accomplish that is probably, I mean, there are a lot, I've had several things that have been fulfilling in life, but I can't really say, you know, that anything quite compares to seeing life change to people that have walked through our gym doors and have really made progress and met those goals like it's so cool to me to have anyone um achieve a goal of theirs and especially if it takes them a long time because it just it shows their personal grit their tenacity they're willing to be disciplined and stick with it i mean there are a lot of people that say they want to do something and you know, it, it doesn't happen because they either give up in a week or two, but it's just really rewarding. Um, and I know it's rewarding to them, but it's rewarding to me as a business owner, just to, to see their personal excellence, um, through, you know, through fitness and through CrossFit, uh, help them uh, achieve what they want to achieve. It's just really, really neat to watch.
0: Yeah. For sure. Um, All right. Well, the last thing that we'll kind of go over is just, you know, we have this long, you know, conviction statement. um, And this is something that we all kind of, you know, I uh, took the time to kind of put the statement down on paper. But this was these were the things that we all kind of came up with, you know, in that first meeting that we had where we were talking about just. Um, you know, core values and, and convictions, and I really like the term conviction. Um, shout out to uh, Joel Brooks over at Redeemer because uh, he uses that term. He's like, we don't have we don't have core values, we have convictions because conviction moves you to action, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why I really like that term. But you know, we kind of settled on uh, five of those things, and, and the first one is really just you know we want to have what we call a, a help first mentality. Right. And so um, this is something just, you know, peek behind the curtain on, on my end when I'm having, you know, I'm, I'm not a salesman. You guys know that I'm, I'm a coach um, and I always have been and I have no desire uh, to ever go into sales ever. Um, I would rather work, you know, I'll, I'll dig ditches before I have to go into sales. But, um, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, I do want to help people. Like that's the whole reason why I do this. And so it's, it's really easy for me when I have to sit down and tell someone, yeah, you know, you can go down to lifetime fitness and or you know, you can go to 24 seven fitness, planet fitness, whatever it is, pay $10 a month. uh, And no one there is going to help you, or you can come here and you can pay a lot more and we're going to help you, you know, and you're like, you're, I'm agreeing to you that I'm going to give you everything I've got to try to help you reach these goals and do what we need to do to make it happen. Um, you know, I can't do it for you, but I can give you all the tools and the support accountability that you need to be able to get there to reach them. Um, and that, that makes my job, you know, on my end, when I sit down and talk to someone who's thinking about starting CrossFit, that makes my job so much easier if I can keep that in the back of my, back of my mind, you know,
2: for sure. No doubt. I mean, you always get what you pay for in fitness. And when you see a gym membership for 1099, there's probably a lot of caveats there and not to mention, you know, I won't say any names here, but being too loud or dropping weight. I mean, those are probably at the foundation of being in a gym. Um, so yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that
0: point. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is just the, or the second one that we have is just honesty and, and integrity. And, um, that's something that, you know, that's a personal belief on our end. You know, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, all of these really, at, at the end of the day, all of these come back to a conviction that we have, of you know, scripture and of biblical principles uh, that we believe how we're supposed to live our life and how we're supposed to carry ourselves and do all those things as not just business owners and fitness enthusiasts and coaches and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we truly do believe that we have a much bigger purpose in life than just that. Um, and And business is good and it's great. And the Lord says it is, but it's also supposed to be carried out in a way that's that's honorable, right. And holy. Um, and so, you know, honesty and integrity in that, like that's, that's huge. Um, and you know, it comes up in a a lot of different ways. I think that people might not, you know, might not think about, you know, right off the cuff when they're thinking about gym ownership and practicing honesty and integrity. But you know, that for me looks like telling someone, you know, being honest with them about where they're at and their progress and all that kind of stuff. And, Um, you know, like if they're not doing the work they need to do, it's, you know, giving them some tough love, giving them some honesty. Um, but then also just being honest and, you know, our business dealings and all that kind of stuff as well. So anyone out there who's trying to get more gym members in your door, like I am there with you, bro. Um, but at the end of the day, like the people that you have, like just making sure that you're being first and foremost, faithful over what the Lord has put in front of you and what he's given you. and taking care of that first. And then from there, you can kind of branch out and spend your time and your resources that are left over after that on, you know, maybe acquiring new members or trying to get your name out in the community and all that kind of stuff. But it starts, it really does start with being faithful over a little so that the Lord can set you over much. Um,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Hands down. I mean, I, I'm, and I think we've talked about this in multiple conversations lately, just talking about business in general, but, one of my biggest convictions is loyalty to those who are who are loyal to me. Um, I do, I'm just wired that way, and try to be a loyal friend, loyal brother, um, loyal son. And you know, this has opened up a new avenue of loyalty and being able to pay that back to the members and and putting them first in terms of decisions we make. I don't care if it's adding equipment or. Making any type of change, I, I second that wholeheartedly, and and being faithful and not taking for granted what we've been given.
1: Yeah,
0: without a doubt. And um, and then the the fourth one is just excellence, and I think that goes. You know, it doesn't go without saying actually, because you know I love uh, Greg Glassman has an article in the journal. It's one of the foundation articles that he had, but I was reading through some of that stuff before I came on and started taking in this role in this task. And, you know, he just said that excellence, uh, rewards itself basically in the marketplace because you can't hide excellence. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not, you cannot hide it. People recognize it. Like you might not even be able to know exactly what it is that they're doing excellent, but you know it when you see it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I get, I get fired up right now with around, you know, leadership stuff and things like that, that I'm trying to constantly grow in and learn and just kind of, you know, up my game a little bit in that area. And, um, you know, it really does. You look at all these high performers out there, you know, whether it be someone like a Nick Saban and I'm, I'm a huge Auburn fan. So for me to give Nick Saban a compliment is a big, that, that that's big. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love <laughs> that. yeah, but I mean, just the way that he talks about, you know, and him, And then uh, I even heard a radio clip of Dabo Sweeney, you know, same thing in college football talking about, we're going to do the common things uncommonly well. Right. And and it's just, I mean, it's just, that stuff is just so powerful. Like it goes all the way down to like how you write the workout up on the board. Are you writing the workout up on the board every morning with excellence for your members? Like, are you cleaning that toilet with excellence? And yeah, if you're thinking about becoming a gym gym owner and you're listening to this, you better be prepared to clean some toilets.
1: But, yeah, shout out to my wife and yeah. uh, she for being with us for three years and helping me clean the toilets for a long period of time. So, right. Shout out to Julia. Quick little plug in there. That wife is amazing. And if you're not married, I highly recommend it. At one point in your life, <laughs> she, has, she has been such a blessing for so many more reasons other than helping me clean that gym right. for three years. That's that's On the, the one shout out she got though. Every Sunday for three years. <laughs> so, no. the floors so There's not chalk residue.
2: Ring out your mop more. I mean, it is literally being, I mean, being anal compulsive can get annoying if we all have friends that are, um, I'm guilty anybody close to me would tell you I'm guilty of being extremely anal compulsive about things that probably don't even matter sometimes, but it's so much better to do things the right way Um, you know, there's just like the Navy SEALs say, anything worth doing is worth overdoing, and moderation's for cowards. And it's so cliche to us because we're like, yeah, that's their motto. That's but if you honestly practice that in every phase of your life, not just as a business owner, but you know, just at work or in your relationships, it's crazy the reward you'll get um through how through through what you put in you'll get so much more out of and I think you know just like Jake said it it doesn't have to do just on the floor coaching but even down to the details of of cleaning so I can't I couldn't back that more
1: yeah
0: and uh and you know I mean that's something that when I think about the job we're doing at the gym right now, like that's something I constantly have to bring myself back to. Like I've got to ask myself, okay, are we just doing enough to where it's good, but we're not over delivering and we're not doing the extra things on top of it that make it great. Right. Like Jim Collins, you know, in his but like good is the enemy of great. And mm-hmm. the, the moment that you get comfortable and that you get complacent with being good That downhill slope is one step away. Like it's it's right there. And you have to constantly be asking yourself, did I over deliver? Did I go above and beyond? And that's one thing just culture wise at the gym that we're, you know, really trying to to hammer home. And it's a daily struggle on my part, more probably than anyone's, uh, you know, the more you have on your plate, the harder it becomes to do those things with excellence. So I've been, been thinking about, you know, with our coaches, like, is it, is it reasonable to think that, you know, one coach can coach four classes back to back to back to back and deliver an excellent over the top experience with four classes back to back to back to back. I don't know. That's a really hard thing to do. So if they can't do that, well then we need to pivot. Like we need to adjust how we're doing things so that it can be excellent. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Um,
2: this is, this is kind of cliche and I don't mean to get too poetic on you guys, but I really didn't realize the significance of it when I was a kid, but I just thought it would be cool to share for anyone listening. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be overly inspiring or anything like that, but my dad, Framed. I used to think it was silly. There's this poem that sat on my dresser my entire life from age zero until I was out of the house at age 18 and the title of it, and some of you may have heard it, it's called and then some, and I just, it's really short. I was going to read it real quick. It's these three little words are the secret to success. They're the difference between average people and top people in most companies. The top people always do what is expected. And then some, they are thoughtful of others. They are considerate and kind. And then some. They meet their responsibilities fairly and squarely, and then some. They are good friends and helpful neighbors, and then some. They can be counted on in an emergency, and then some. I'm thankful for people like this, for they make the world a better place. Their spirit of service is summed up in these three little words, and then some. And that literally, I mean, I may have it memorized, but that's just something I looked at every day. Um, whether it be grabbing underwear out of the drawer. And I think it really just sums up our mission statement and everything we've talked about. And uh, I know I've, I, don't, I don't mean to to be a, <coughs> a recording being played over and over again, but I'm just a big proponent of that and, and everything that's, that's been said over the last five minutes um, pertaining to the mission statement. And I think that I wanted to read that because I feel like it sums that up.
0: Yeah, that summed that up perfectly. I like that. And then uh, the last thing before we kind of wrap up, just our last, you know, conviction that we have is just we want to be a team. Uh, and that, you know, it goes back to, you know, CrossFit Lamin is a team of individuals and this team exists to help others. and And that reaches out to more, you know, any successful gym owner that I know, they, when they talk about the success of their gym, they never, ever point back to themselves. Like they always are pointing back to their coaches or, you know, the people who are helping them on the ground floor, but it goes further even to the members. Like I remember and shout out to, again, to CrossFit Embrace, this might be good marketing material for them, just this entire podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, Landon Brazel who, who owns it, you know, I, I would talk to him all the time and he, and I would just ask him about, you know, cause the gym there, it was different. And Lamin is the only thing that's ever even come close to the community and the atmosphere that they have down there that I've worked at or or been a part of. And um, he would always just say, he was like, it's not us. He's like, we just have such great people here. He's like, we just have such great people that just make this place great. And you know, that's so true. Like I'm only one person, you guys are only one person we all only have 24 hours in our day and only have so much energy and resources. Like we can't make this place great on our own. It really does come down to the people that you have around you and the, you know, the community that you have of athletes that are here and coaches and all that kind of stuff. And we just really want to be, like I look at our members as part of our team. I really do. And I mean, I know, I know you guys feel the same way, you know, we take them into account when we're thinking about making any kind of change and, you know, we go up to them and we ask them, you know, Hey, what can we be doing better? You know, like, Hey, how can we get more people just like you in here? Because you are the kind of person that we want to grow our gym around. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it just, I, I, I think we're all really big. And part of the reason, you know, going back to the beginning, Nick, when you were talking about how you and Ben, you know, you haven't had a, a rosy road by any means, but you guys have been able to stay business partners and stay friends, you know, for, for four years now. Um, and that doesn't come without hard conversations or anything like that, but you've got to be open to, to being committed to a team and like being committed to each other and a cause and all that kind of stuff, except the, you know, the positive feedback and the criticism. You know, it comes whenever we do something wrong or we mess up or we could have done something better. Um, And so, you know, being a team, I think, is what's going to make this place great and what's going to keep this place alive for a long, long time.
1: You're so right. And that team, yes, Nick and I have exchanged many harsh words and we've had many apologies and many hugs. And at the end of the day, he knows I love him and I know he loves me and it's because he cares and because I care. Um, I mean, so, we're freaking, we're,
2: we're freaking brothers, man. This, does, this Yeah. This and it goes,
1: yeah, it goes back to the honesty though. I mean, I know that without a shadow of a doubt, I don't have to sugarcoat anything I tell to Nick or you, Jake. I know a fact that I can literally call you up. I don't have to be like, Hey, so I was thinking about this and I just <laughs> don't know, I, I, it, uh, you know, it's just like, Hey dude, this happened. And like, it's kind of how I'm feeling about it. I'd really think this is important. We need to, we need to talk about this, you know? And I think that's really helped um, the team. Uh, We've talked about, obviously, our members are part of our team, but there is a leadership um, from the coaches and the owners to be able to have that open and honesty um, conversation there. But, um, no, and and I want to shout out to, real quick, just going to butter you up a little bit, Jake, but shout out to Jake because I do think we need to talk about this, but being part of the team, like, on every team, there is a leader on that team. And, and and the gym, I've always felt like this, the gym will always, no matter what, take on the posture and, and the attitude of, of the leader. And Jake just being the guy that's there day to day, with everything we've talked about and embodying these things, like the gym also follows leadership, right? And it makes... Um, it makes everybody better when that, when that attitude is po- uh, positive and there's good posture, there's good vibes, there's good energy, there's care, and it allows the rest of the team, which is the coaches and the members and everybody to make that experience for anybody new coming in, uh, just a top notch experience. So I'm rambling. It's healthy single for growth. I yeah, agree. It's yeah. healthy single for growth. So You know, you mentioned a lot about the team, but there are leaders on the team. And and I think we've got some really, really good leaders right now. I mean, from top down, from our coaching staff, it's, I mean, I'm fired up for it. I think moving forward, it's just only positive things ahead for, for this gym.
2: Yeah, 100%. Anybody out there wanting to start a business, just to follow up with Ben was saying, I mean, we have been friends for a long time, but don't ever... You know go into business with anyone that even if they are your friend if they're a friend that you know you talk to here and there but you don't know whether or not you can look them in the eye and have a conversation that's real that's brutally honest that may hurt their feelings may not hurt their feelings but if you can't have those types of conversations with those people and you're even remotely considering any type of business decision with them just don't do it. I mean, have, have somebody that you would consider a brother or a sister. And I said that about Ben earlier because there's really not another guy outside of my dad or my brother. I mean, I have several close friends, um, That I've been friends with since childhood, that I can just you know have a knockdown drag out with. Not to say that Ben and I get crazy if we've never gotten physical with one another,
1: but I'm just saying that's never happened. I would get my my butt kicked.
2: (laughs) No, of course it would never escalate to that point. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm just saying at the end of the day that is raw. And that is like part of loving somebody and being a friend is just being able to shoot them straight. And there've been many times that Ben snapped my neck and told me things that have hurt me, but have made me better. And so Ben, I appreciate you for that. Um, oh, yeah, likewise. We're, we're much better friends now. I mean, we thought we were good friends before. I mean, we were going to go into business with each other and do something we had never done before. We trusted each other, but you know, I trust Ben more now today. Um, we joked about it for a while. Uh, and Jake, I guess you're with us on it now. When you share a bank account with somebody, um, you get to know them pretty well. And so, you know, before Ben and Julia got married, Ben and I shared a bank account. And it was like, all right, honey, do we have enough, have enough money to pay the power bill this month? Can we pay rent? Okay. Send in rent. Um, and, and so it's, uh, yeah, our friendship is definitely, um, there have been some rough spots, you know, for, of growth, but our friendships come out so much better four years later. And, Jake, I feel like I've gotten twice as close that I ever thought I would get to you, seeing you as a coach at Embrace back in 2015. Like Lauren said, when I was just dropping in there, I never knew that I would know you on this level. But, man, what a blessing. And we've had some real talks over the past nine 100%. months, too. 100%. So,
1: I totally agree with that. Yeah, that's a fact. It's great. Yeah. It's been a blessing. Yeah.
0: And uh, just to to wrap everything up with a quote from the greatest movie of all time, attitude reflects leadership, Captain. Let's remember the Titans. (laughs) Love (laughs) Love it. Dude. So, uh, well, boys, thanks so much for taking the time. It has been great. Uh, we will have a total of probably one subscriber to this podcast, but the hour, my mom, too. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it'll be all our family members and, and we won't even have close friends listen to this but it's fun uh but yeah i appreciate you guys taking the time and I'm unbelievably grateful for you and i know the um the team and the just the members at crossfit landmark are grateful for you guys too just for the place that you've created and what it's what it's become and yeah uh praying for much more blessings in
1: store in the future totally agree thank, yeah thanks for setting this up man you uh really appreciate everything you're doing right now at the gym and um, for people that don't know and don't see everything that you are doing, it's a ton. And and so we're really appreciative of of all that. Absolutely. Yeah, man.
2: You're, you're a fearless leader. Keep pounding.
1: All right, boys.
0: Well, we will end it there.